0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile.
2: Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?
3: Sports Radio 610 presents Area 45 with Bajani and Creighton. So one of those guys that's just dangling out there for the Astros taking, you've been all over, all off-season, PC, and that is Jordan Montgomery. You know, I brought up Jim Crane last segment, sitting around the conference table at the ballpark, asking Dana Brown how they could get better. How can they upgrade? I mean, you go from Ryan Presley to Josh Hader, nobody's going to have a problem with that. Now your are nine's locked up. Embarrassment of riches. Getting vibes of Lidge, Dotel, Wagner back in the day, right? Awesome. You know, I'm not wishing any of this to happen, but it's a possibility until it isn't. J.P. France, Justin Verlander came into spring training this year with a little inflammation. A little behind schedule. Okay. It's not guaranteed that they're ready for the opening series of the season against the Yankees, which opens up March 28th, now in a little less than a month.
1: Which I requested credentials for us for today.
3: Thank you, kind sir. Do you think Jim Crane at all has thought, has vocalized, you know what? How can we upgrade? How can we go out and get some insurance? There's a guy. Jordan Montgomery, maybe, as you mentioned, I believe, yesterday or the day before, maybe being a possibility for a bridge guy, maybe even a long-term extension. And I started thinking a little bit more about that long-term extension is, you know what? What about now and for the future? What about planning for a little life without Justin Verlander? Because you might not have him now or later.
1: I am a believer in I would rather spend the money then give up the draft, the 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 prospects, mm-hmm. and then spend the money. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, the Verlander deal is different because the Mets pay so much of it. But for a guy like Jordan Montgomery, who they should have traded for early last year, I would rather pay him now than mid-season try to find a starting pitcher. And what we've seen recently, because the trade deadline is earlier, and with an expanded postseason, more teams think that they've got a shot if just everything goes right. So there's fewer sellers, and there are fewer impact players on the market. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to give up a lot to get one of the few players that might be available at the break fighting with other teams who's Farm systems are better than yours.
3: Sure, and you gave up a couple of prospects last year to get Justin Verlander back in an Astros uniform.
1: So, spend money versus give up prospects and spend money, that's not a hard thing for me to figure out. I'd rather just spend the money. Yeah. Because you know what? I'll just jack ticket prices up next year. What's the big deal? If we win, people will pay it. They won't bat an eye. Sure. Because every single person. But you
3: don't have to do that either, Really.
1: Every person who's an Astros ticket holder this year saw their ticket prices go up. They all spent the money because, well, they went to game seven of the Astros Invitational. Mm-hmm. And you look at them this year and you go, they're probably going to go to the Astros Invitational for an eighth straight year. Sure. So, yeah, you spend the money. If you can't go to the game, you can put those tickets online and sell them double their face value. Yeah. Did uh,
3: Do you think the Mets kind of gave the Astros a template um, so to speak. Did you see you sent me the article, I think, the other day in the New York Post, somebody had written a deal about very similar conversation to what we're having about Jordan Montgomery. Like, hey, uh go ahead, make him a 115 million dollar offer for 5 years. See if anybody blinks. AAV 32 and a half. Do it. 22 a- and a half. 22 and a half. Sorry. 32 and a half would be a little rich, wouldn't it? Uh, twenty-two and a half, and that's generally about what people thought he was going to command on the open market anyway. It's probably the number that he's looking for, if not slightly higher. But see if anybody blinks. If you're the Astros, are you blinking at that? I mean, that's kind of the uh, as I said, the projection earlier this offseason what it was going to be. The Mets aren't going to spend that money. The
1: Mets, the Mets are biggest advantage in all of baseball is their owner is worth the same thing as any four other owners. If the Mets aren't going to spend, why the hell is Steve Cohen the owner? It is the one thing spend, but you that you can do better than anyone else. Mm-hmm. They can spend. Now, they've spent on, they made bad decisions. Yes. Having Verlander and Scherzer in the same clubhouse was a bad decision. Mm-hmm. But getting signing a guy like Jordan Montgomery at 22 mil, uh, who has proven durable, Playoff-tested, battle-tested, New York-tested.
3: Sure, but they're That's not...
1: A, and, and for a team that already has issues with starting pitchers getting hurt, they're their top pitcher, uh, might be out for a while. They don't know how long Kodai is going to be out. Yeah, story of the Mets. What? Why would you, a team that can absolutely afford whatever, not sign a guy that you could keep for four or five years who has proven to be durable and dependable and... And, and knows how to pitch in that market.
3: Mm-hmm. But see, that move to me for the Mets would be more for the future because they're not ready to win right now as far as I see it. The Astros Could are— Could be, but if
1: they get the— balance, Like last year, everybody on the Mets underperformed. Mm-hmm. If you get guys just to revert to the norm, right, just go back to the baseball cards per se, mm-hmm. a that, phrase that's been used around here. Right. Uh, if everybody just performs to their normal career averages, the Mets are a 90-win team. If they're close to that pace, 85, 88 wins as you're getting to the break, and you're the Mets, okay, do you make deals at the, yeah, you could at go the, add. At the trade deadline yeah. and go add? Sure, you. your owner is a bottomless pit of money. Mm-hmm. The Astros owner has a bottomless pit of money yeah. because they've been printing it for seven years. And and yeah, you know what? But they're in the win now mode too, guaranteed. Right so now, what did we say uh, the Astros payroll was up to with the addition of Josh Hader?
3: Uh I thought it was like two forty nine, but you threw out a two fifty seven uh, number.
1: It's two thirty seven. Uh, just the salary, uh-huh. the taxable number right now. Is two forty eight. Okay, yeah. There you if go. you add twenty two million, mm-hmm. you'd be two sixty. I mean, they're already. It'd over be two fifty nine. They're over that two fifty seven mm-hmm. line. Mm-hmm. But even if they did, it, they'd be under the two seventy seven line. Mm-hmm. That so third they, threshold, they wouldn't be into the third tax line. Mm-hmm. Jim Crane can handle that. Yeah, of course he can. And and if you can go into the season with, hey, I've got basically three aces. I don't want to say Montgomery's an ace, but Montgomery's a solid number two pitcher. And he'd be the three on this team. <laughs> How many of
3: those two or three guys did the Astros potentially have when they're at optimum health?
1: I mean, that's if, ridiculous. If you look at it from this point of view, Verlander's a one, mm-hmm. Fromber's a one. If uh mm. javier bounces back to his velocity and mechanics he's a two mm-hmm. montgomery's
3: a two good luck y'all yeah i mean and when mccullers is healthy he's a legitimate two I maybe a three a, legit on a lot two. of rotations luis garcia
1: is a two yeah uh luis garcia has days where he looks like a one but let's be fair and call him a two uh, but healthy, his age twenty seven, the
3: trajectory—like one day he could legitimately be a top of the rotation I mean, guy.
1: The Astros have a lot of arms. Hunter
3: Brown potentially a top Hunter of the rotation Brown could, guy
1: could be a legit number two. I mean, <laughs> let's just call it what it is he? He has the stuff, yeah. to be a two. And see, I,
3: I I just I'm looking at it. This is a move now, and it's for the future when you're talking about a guy like Jordan Montgomery, when you're in a position like the Astros are right now and in just a few short months before, or just really right after the deadline, when we're talking about like McCullers and Garcia deadlines, July 30th, by the way, um, you could have legitimately 10, 11 starting caliber pitchers on your roster, like ready to
1: roll. It means I don't have to depend on JP France, who's a five. Don't have to. But, you know, I don't have to depend on Jose Urquidy who's a
3: five. Sure, but if J.P. France is pitching like a frickin' three, like a two, he was early last season for you, going deep into ball games, um, that's a hell of a trade piece come the trade deadline. Pitch like
1: a three and, as a guy who is controllable for like four more years, mm-hmm. and I'm getting a lot for J.P. Yeah, France. Yeah, you want to restock your farm and I'm, system? And I'm moving him. Now, he's 29, but... If you're performing, you're performing, mm-hmm. and yeah, you'll be a little older, but you'll also not making a dollar because you're you're on a major league minimum contract, and you have no service time at all. So I own your contract forever. I can just you know I, I got all I have, I still own you for another year, and then arbitration. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're going to get value for him. You're going to get value for a guy like Rikini who's not making a lot of money and has had a lot of success if he shows, hey, I'm healthy, I'm pitching well, I can get value for him. It's so
3: funny that you mentioned Jose Urquidy right now like 10, 15 minutes into this conversation because we talked about all of the guys the Astros have as one, twos, and threes. Urquidy is not in that conversation. No, he's not. But damn it. (laughs) You know, how many rotations would he be a three in? And he's your freaking, like, five, maybe a sixth, you know, in this Astros rotation. If everybody's healthy... (laughs)
1: He's like an eight. Yeah, well if he's every, if everybody's healthy, yeah, he's back, he's bumped out of the equation. But I really. don't know that there are more than three other rotations in baseball. He's not at least a 3-4. 100%, 100% man.
3: 7135724610572 uh 4610 if you'd like to be a part of the show. I, I don't want to get to um the uh football topic that I was going to. So, we'll break early and then we'll have a lot of time for bandwagon and uh I'll uh, I'll get to that the final segment. We'll talk a little Texans, the final segment. So you're going to be on or off. It is time for the bandwagon. Next, Area 45.
0: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
3: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites.
0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply. Yeah, he's been off the wagon two years. Off the wagon? I think it's off the wagon. I think it's on the wagon. You're back on the wagon.
1: Right off the wagon. What the hell do you know about wagon? I know enough not to get on them. Told you. It's time to get on or get off. Let's play the bandwagon. Let's go. Sean, the Philadelphia Filthies did something highly un-American. America. They have scrapped Dollar Dog Night. Why? Claiming that the fans are too rowdy.
3: <laughs> They're losing money.
1: They they decided it was, quote, the worst.
3: <laughs> the worst.
1: Uh, the, uh, the popular promotion, which they would do on Thursdays. Like
3: every other Major League Baseball team.
1: Um, they, uh, they killed it. They said it was based on trying to provide a positive experience for all fans. As if there's something not positive about Dollar Hot Dogs. I'm sorry, what? So apparently what happened was last year, unruly filthy fans... Decided to turn their favorite dollar hot dogs into projectiles. And they were chucking them across the field, chucking them across the stands. Uh, Also, people were going up to buy as many dollar dogs as they could. Limit them. Some they would eat, some they would throw. And uh, a food fight actually broke out April 11th. uh, Wieners everywhere. (laughs) At Citizens Bank Park. And uh, Come on. contrary to popular belief, there was no girl getting hit in the face by a dozen wieners like, oh, please. Yes, that didn't happen. That gif. Uh, Is that a girl? That's a guy. Yeah, no, it's a girl. She's, she's got the, oh, please hit me in the face with wieners. <laughs> and all the hot dogs, the raw hot dogs hitting her in the face. Yes. Uh, this 27 years they've been doing Dollar Dog Night and it comes to an end. You would lead a revolt of Astros fans if the Astros killed dollar dog night. Are you on or off the bandwagon? I'm on. I would absolutely
3: that. They're dumb. They are dumb. They're the only major league baseball team gotta be. And if there's anybody else that follows suit for any reason to kill that, you're stupid. Um, Why don't you just put a limit on the amount of hot dogs that one can purchase in a, a visit to a vendor.
1: like a, So, like, at one time, you can't buy more than, like, three hot dogs. I would even say two. You know what I mean? Like, if somebody else needs a hot dog, tell them to get off their ass, come up and get it. You know what I'm saying? Make your kid come to the stand with you so he can get his own two hot dogs. Yeah. I mean, come on.
3: That's ridiculous. I'm on the bandwagon on that one. I would lead an absolute revolt. Like, every ball club does that for, like, years. I a they should be embarrassed. They've only been doing it for not even thirty years. Uh, it's two thousand twenty-four.
1: Where the hell have you been doing? I will tell you that for all the Astros games I've been to, uh-huh. I've never been to Dollar Dog Night. It's very Or good. maybe I've been to Dollar Dog Night, but I was in the press box, so it's a I good didn't time. Get to participate yeah. in Dollar Dog Night. Also, if you've been in the press box, once it's you seven dollar dog
3: night in, well, the you in, the, in the press box, once oh, you
1: pay your twelve dollars in the press box, it's twelve now. Twelve dollars. But it's everything that's in there. I mean, they've got prime rib. They've got, like, steaks. They've got, you know, they they got, it's, that is the best stadium food uh, that you have to pay for. Yeah. Um, Yeah, no, it's good. It's tremendous. But they always have hot dogs, and I can go get a hot dog anytime I want. So
3: I'm very proud of the fact that I covered every single Astros home game from 2006 through 2008. Eight. And I ate for free in every single one of those because I always went through the other door. <laughs> and I did not, I honestly did not know that you had to pay. I never paid attention. I just went in and I got my plate of food and I sat down and ate and socialized and did my thing. And Dirty sometimes I'd dog. walk right out of the front door and went to the press box and ate by myself.
1: Freeloader.
3: It, yeah. I didn't realize you had to pay until literally like 2013, 2014 when I. Next covered the Astros after doing this uh, time slot for four years. Maybe you didn't have to pay until then. I don't know. I wasn't here. I and I wouldn't have known either way. And if you didn't have to pay back then, why the hell are you paying twelve dollars now? That's ridiculous. It's
1: twelve bucks, but the food is yeah, food is tremendous, and it is of course all you can eat. Nevertheless, Phillies are idiots. Doesn't suck. All right, split bandwagon number two, a Jeopardy winner tells how he spent his winnings. Jake Diaruda, originally from Ludlow, Vermont, is a three routing assistant. What did you do with your winnings? Jake, you had quite a streak. So I was twenty I was twenty-three when my games aired last year, so I did what anybody under the age of twenty-five would do, and I promptly spent the check on sports gambling and women and alcohol. And by that, of course, <laughs> okay. and by that, of course, I spent twenty bucks on a college football pick'em that went horribly wrong. Uh, 20 bucks to take my date and I to the top of the Gillette Stadium Lighthouse, and uh, several four packs of hard cider to get through the awful Patriot season that I endured. It. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I feel like he is half telling the truth. Like, the $20 bet gone wrong probably happened. But there were probably, like, 400 of them. <laughs> you know, we, uh, he took his date to the top of the tower in Gillette Stadium. How much did he win? Was that said? Yeah, like, it, it wasn't said, but apparently he had, like, a 23-game winning streak. So oh, there's that's, a lot of money. yeah, dozens and maybe
3: hundreds of thousands of dollars.
1: If you won, like, tens of thousands of dollars. Uh-huh. You're blowing it all on sports, gambling, and booze. Are you on or off the bandwagon? Off
3: the bandwagon. Absolutely off. Um, I am a responsible human being, Patrick. And if I was to come across that amount of money, you know what I would do?
1: Blow it on sports, gambling, and pizza. (laughs) No.
3: I'm saving it like a responsible human being. I am having absolutely no fun. No. Wrong. I'm not a big gambler. But you know what I'm doing? I'm going on a badass vacation. With a quarter of that money, assuming it is, uh, you know, a reasonable amount. I'm having fun, but I'm not. That guy was lying the more that I think about it. He's absolutely lying. That sounded way too prepared. Uh, you're going to reference $20 bets when you probably won $80,000, I would venture to guess. Uh, one, I'm on the bandwagon that he's full of crap. And then two, I am off the bandwagon that I would, uh, Blow it irresponsibly on hookers and uh, alcohol. No, no,
1: sports gambling, not hookers. <laughs> I didn't say hookers and blow. <laughs> I said right. gambling and booze. He said, he
3: said hookers, or at least women, um, which I was to believe was hookers.
1: <laughs> I'm off the bandwagon also because I don't drink that much. I would probably do some sports gambling, not going to lie. I'd definitely do some sports gambling. I think I would win. If
3: I had money, I guess I probably would too.
1: Um, let's see though. I really wanted to do the Disney World Millennium Falcon Star Wars experience, but it already closed because that's what happens when it's $10,000 a night. Nobody can afford to do
3: it. Oh, my God. What is that? Uh, What is that? They, is, you,
1: it's a Star Wars thing. You don't understand.
3: Is, is like a roller coaster? No, it's a
1: whole, a, like, it's like a hotel and a whole experience.
3: Oh, and it's all done up in, like, Star Wars.
1: And then you do adventures within the, they have, like, an entire oh. Millennium Falcon, like a life-size Millennium Falcon. All right, all right. Uh,
3: yeah, you are. So it's like, it's like... Uh, Star Wars nerdgasm. Going to, like, uh, what, what do they call it, Comic-Con?
1: But, like, on more steroids than Jose can take okay. whoever did. All right. Okay, I'm learning. I'm learning. So, yeah, I wouldn't blow it all on, on sports gambling and booze. I blow it on sports gambling and Disney.
3: Correct me if I'm wrong, but if I was to name one person that would probably accompany you to this uh, Star Wars um, themed
1: hotel, Alex Del Probably. <laughs> Problem is, I don't know that ADB wants to come with me and my kids. Although yes, he would. I think knowing ADB, yes, he he would. and my kids would get along great, a hundred percent because they're also total Star Wars nerds.
3: Freaking ADB is the first dude I thought of when you said Star Wars. Convention. And then after that,
1: there will probably be like Harry Potter World at Universal because you know my daughter and Harry Potter. So oh man, yep. uh, number three, a repeat drug offender in Florida. Ooh. Had his fentanyl in a bad place. Apparently, this was. Oh my quite, god! The imagination uh, is running wild. Quite interesting. <laughs> a Florida man, a Florida man, stashed fentanyl in a patrol car during an arrest. Also, was hiding fentanyl in his tookus. I knew it. I knew
3: it. You didn't have to say anything else.
1: Thirty-three-year-old uh, Robert Seth Whitaker got uh sentenced on thursday also doesn't look like he's trying to be a dude (laughs) say that's a very girlish hairstyle and he had a wad of purple fentanyl powder and i mean a freaking wad (laughs) stuffed up the back door this guy is about to be everyone's girlfriend in jail. Are you on or off the bandwagon? <laughs> oh, Why would you have to say it like that? <laughs> yeah, I'm on I'm on the bandwagon. <laughs> oh, my He's goodness. He's even got enough hair for hair pulling. Oh,
3: goodness gracious. Yeah. <laughs> but you missed me on the patrol car.
1: He stashed fentanyl. He hid some in the patrol car. So he like got to arrested. Like stuff it in the
3: seat. He got arrested and he took the fentanyl out and stuffed it, like, probably in between the seats in the patrol car. So, horrible job by the uh, arresting officer to search him before.
1: And then he also stuffed it. In,
3: yeah. In the booty. <laughs> so it's twice this week. Why have we gone here twice this week?
1: Have you ever seen a purple butt? Oh, my goodness. Um,. No. I mean, of all the colors that starfish has been called, purple is not. Aye, 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 stop right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: this is getting ridiculous, man. Dude,
1: he's going to be called Brenda in jail.
3: Uh, he
1: Probably already is a Brenda. I don't know. <laughs> he's looking like a Brenda to me right now. <laughs> Good God. So that's a full bandwagon. Woo, yeah. Uh, I mean- of course, these nut jobs are from Florida. Are we on to something else? Uh, Yes, this is something new. Okay. Two Floridas. A married couple in Lee County, Florida, was arrested on charges of sexual assault involving their family dog. Are these the same people that got married in a bathroom in
3: Kentucky? They're apparently not. These
1: are totally different people. Okay. And uh, when I saw them, I don't know what kind of backwoods log cabin these people (laughs) live in, but (laughs) if you wanted to imagine what... Like a family of chainsaw murderers looks like. This is them.
2: (laughs) They They said uh,
3: that
1: they're married and this happened in Florida. It doesn't
3: mean they weren't the same ones that did with the, you know, got married in Kentucky. Was it Verona, Kentucky, yesterday? Yes.
1: So these people were in Lee County, which they lived in North Fort Myers. Fort Myers, of course, is a spring trading town. And uh, the sheriff said, I am disgusted by the action of these two North Fort Myers residents. I will not tolerate any kind of abuse in Lee County. I stand by my guarantee to protect those who cannot protect themselves and put criminals behind bars. Lee County Domestic Animal Services removed four dogs from the home and evaluated them for injury. The dogs. The dogs. These people should get the death penalty. Are you on or off the bandwagon? Yes, I'm on the bandwagon. (laughs) This is too weird,
3: man. This is all so weird. God bless. I feel so bad for my wife's aunt and uncle, who literally moved from a beautiful place in Colorado to, I think, Fort Myers, Florida, for God knows what reason. They're not even baseball fans.
1: For those... Animal oh, sex abusers. Jeez. I don't yeah. know that I could say the B word on air.
3: Now, when in doubt, don't. Just don't move to Florida. Move away.
1: No, you know what? If you're from Florida, stay your ass there. Just nobody else go there. Also, don't eat bath salt. Good Lord, man. It turns into a vampire and you eat people's faces. At least um, it happens in Florida.
3: As to uh, if I personally, I need to reiterate my stance on this. um,
1: Death penalty on or off? On. <laughs> yes, on. I'm I don't on. just want them to get the death penalty. I want them to be tortured very painfully and slowly, and then get the death penalty. In fact, what they should do is they should find, like an like do you, did you ever watch Game of Thrones? Don't tell me you didn't watch Game of Thrones. Nope, not one. Damn it, Sean! I didn't have HBO. At the end of the thing, there's this part where. Uh, uh, the bastards, and he goes by, by the bastard. Cause he's a bastard. Sons, so uh-huh. home the bastard, and uh, he's he's very cruel. And he uses this pack of gigantic wild dogs to hunt people and kill uh-huh. them. At the end, he's strapped to a chair, and they sick the dogs on him, and he's like telling them, like, "Leave me alone," because he's tied up. He can't do anything. And the dogs like turn on him, and he, he gets eaten alive to death. Oh boy, that's how I want them to die. <laughs> I want like a wild pack of pit bulls if this... that haven't eaten for like 2 weeks. <laughs> Put like 12 of them in a room with him strapped with these two idiots strapped to a chair yeah. and just be like cover them with like some barbecue sauce <laughs> and let them get eaten alive. Jeez. If you're new to the show, um don't ever cross Patrick. <laughs> Listen, if you want someone who can come up with the cruelest ways to get rid of someone you hate, I'm available for the right price.
3: Yes, you are. <laughs> and it'd cost you a pretty penny, man. All right, coming up
1: next. Dirty deeds, not done, dirt cheap. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well done. Coming up next, if you need your feelings validated about the Texans being a destination for the top flight free agents, have no fear. I think you got it today. That's next.
2: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter.
1: Modelo is your reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
2: From the Twin Peak Studios,
1: Sport Radio 610 presents Area 45 with Bashawne and Creighton.
3: Can you be shamed for not having watched something that is not readily available to you for free, like most television? Like, and by free, I mean, you know. Now you got to pay extra for Paramount Plus, extra for this Peacock crap and extra for Disney Plus, all that. Like, you know, TV's evolved so much, but by free, I mean just not extra from your basic cable bill. Can you be shamed for not having watched something 7135724610? Patrick's putting up a poll right now. I cannot wait to see these results. Shame. Um, shame. So, shame. You 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 would need well you you're the premium uh twitter account holder you've got the blue check mark so you could type as long as you wanted to you you would need a lot of shows to absolutely crush me for not having seen like if you're going to go star wars and star trek and sopranos which i told you i had not seen along
1: with game of thrones so which here is the bigger more unforgivable TV sin. If you've never seen The Sopranos or Game of Thrones, or if you've never seen Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul, which of those is the bigger sin? You. I feel like if you've never seen The Sopranos or Game of Thrones, which are two of the absolute greatest television series of all time ever, it's kind of unforgivable.
3: That's Better Call Solemn and Breaking Bad. You just right. described. Those are two of the greatest I shows feel ever like you're made. Exaggerating. In- I am not. The proof is in the pudding. Go look up at the numbers. Go find the numbers. Compare them to Game of Thrones and Sopranos. It's bigger and it's it's it was more popular. I just I believe that because one, the Sopranos and Game of Thrones was available on HBO. That was a premium package. You had to pay extra for that. Like, at least Better Worth Call Saul. Worse it. So, and not saying it wasn't. I haven't seen one millisecond of it. But Better Call Saul in Breaking Bad was available on AMC,
1: your basic cable pack. Who watches AMC? I mean, you know what? I, I did watch the first three seasons of Walking Dead, and then I was like, eh.
3: And Walking Dead's so lame. Um, it was
1: great in the beginning, <laughs> and then it just became... Overkill. Eh. Overkill. All right. Dr. Dre on the Twitch says, not seeing The Sopranos, Game of Thrones. More unforgivable.
3: More unforgivable. More unforgivable. From
1: Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre. How do you man. go against Dr. Dre? I mean, he's Dr. Dre. I mean,
3: look, dude, it's it's almost an, an inarguable point that I'm making. It can't be unforgivable if it was available on a premium cable channel. First world problems. <laughs> like, I mean, you have to meet me somewhere Steal in the middle. somebody's <laughs> login. <laughs> I wasn't like go back and uh you you know, you watched them all. Sopranos. They can't when did that come out? Like early two thousands?
1: Yeah, that's that's really old now at this point.
3: Like I was in just in high just coming out of high school into college, right? Um I didn't have cable till I was like twenty
1: three. You have parents?
3: Uh, with money? No.
1: Enough to, like, <laughs> have cable? It took me
3: until I was 20. I lived primarily with my grandfather. It took me until I was about 23 to convince him to let a cable guy come out and run Sh- wire outside of our house.
1: Should have just, you know, stole the credit card one day, and, you know, here we go, we're hooked up. <laughs> yeah. So, the first episode of The Sopranos aired January 10th, 1999. All right, I I that's what I thought uh, initially. So, and it went it from 99
3: to 09 probably. To 07. 07.
1: All right. As I said that that's a little older, but but Game of Thrones was certainly recent enough that um I mean, you you could have mm. I mean, what you and Del Barrio couldn't share a freaking account?
3: He never offered.
1: Yeah, dude, granted
3: I never asked.
1: Are you my friend? Give me the damn password. <laughs> I just I
3: always heard people like every show on this station, hell, every show in this city talked about it every single day. They they did segments on it and stuff, and it's like it intrigued me, but I could never, it never intrigued me enough to like seek it out that way.
1: The password is (laughs) yeah. Uh, Game of Thrones ran from April 2011 to May 2019. Wow, wow, and. If you want to watch a show that is loaded with massive graphic violence and a a ton of graphic sex. DNA, yeah. uh Uh-huh. And has dragons. Like, massive, badass dragons. See, I always... All right. I don't know if I'd be interested in that.
3: I always thought it was uh, comparable to, like, Troy and Gladiator. You know, if you liked those movies, then you would like Game of Thrones. But you're talking like dragons. So there's a little sci-fi element. There's to a little
1: bit. Yeah, there's the Red Witch. Mm-hmm. And there's uh, and there's dragons. But a lot of it is sort of the, you know, they're fighting with swords. See, I am very
3: picky when it comes to my TV. If it's not believable, you know what I mean? And Things can be
1: really well done. And, and there's just mammoth amounts of sex. <laughs> <laughs> Every episode, there are boobies flying everywhere. He's uh, like, yeah, Bajani, massive sex.
3: don't worry about how believable it is. There's mammoth amounts of sex. Mammoth
1: sex. <laughs> so
3: I think that should cancel it out. Yeah, you're probably right. And if uh, I would have, and I, I was always aware of that, but if I had money to spend back then, as I still don't now, yes, I would have sought that out. I've never once in my life had HBO in which I'd paid for it. I had it for like three months whenever I'd first moved into well, the listen,
1: house. Well, listen, it's always better when somebody else pays for it.
3: Yeah, well,
1: somebody hook it up, man.
3: can't believe you've you, you never watched either one. Can you hook up a HBO Max password user login for me? Early voting. Now I can get it on Netflix, I'm sure. Uh,
1: not seeing Sopranos, Game of Thrones, 50%. Not seeing Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, 12.5%. I live in a cave, (laughs) 37.5%. You put that on there. Ass.
3: Ass. Ass. Uh, Let's see. From the 346. Got Breaking Bad, Stranger Things, best I've ever seen. What is Geo? Oh, Game of Thrones. Thrones.
1: See, I don't even know that. I'm trying to do Stranger Things. But every time I start to watch Stranger Things, my wife's like, don't watch that. I want to watch it with you. But and you guys never get a chance to. We never yeah. get to watch because, she, you know, right now she's like FBI is back. So she wants to watch FBI. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's always something else that comes in before Stranger Things. And it's like, we're never going to get to watch this.
3: Can I tell you something? <clears throat> I don't know if I've ever shared this. I've had, I can count on one hand, this many shows that I've watched in my life. Do you remember the show uh, Rescue Me from back in the day, like uh, late 90s, early 2000s with uh, he was the comedian, red hair, um, Dennis Leary? Uh,
1: oh, that was the fire they're like The fire the department, fire department yes. yeah.
3: Rescue Me. Uh, he had the really hot ex-wife. Uh, I watched that one. I was completely 110% invested in that. It was like nine, 10 seasons I watched every episode five times over. That was one. Uh, Breaking Bad was the second TV series that I ever got into. And Better Call Saul. If you do the math, you go back and look, and I think you see when Rescue Me came out, it was probably like 98, 99. I was 17, 18 years old at that time. My entire life has been consumed by three shows. (laughs) I haven't watched anything else. You know how many times I watched Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul? Here's my methodology on this. So I caught Breaking Bad by a year too late. So I watched that when it was in season two. So when I finally caught up to season three, before season four came out, I rewatched one, two, and three. So upon every new season, I rewatched it all the way through. So could I was, have watched Star Wars. I could have. But I was that invested in Be- Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. I've literally seen all of Breaking Bad probably ten times.
1: So you're anti anything sci-fi, but give me a meth lab and you're all in. Yeah, I mean that was very realistic. How many people were getting laid in in uh, Breaking Bad?
3: And there's probably like a total of uh, four sex scenes in the entirety of that twelve thirteen year run. Dude, there's four sex shows. scenes
1: in Game of Thrones like the first three episodes. <laughs> I know. I know. I know including
3: brother and sister. Look, in that regard, I don't care. You can call me a loser, Schmuck, whatever have you. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm just being honest with you. I've no, no problem. I I will and I've wanted to watch Sopranos. It's kind of similar to you and your wife with the Stranger Things. You know, me and my wife have said, "Dude, we're going to we got to do Sopranos." She's never once ever even said the name Game of Thrones. I, I know she wouldn't be interested in that. Um but I, I obviously would be.
1: <laughs> Dre says no thanks on uh, on Breaking Bad. There's not enough sex. <laughs> yeah, come on, I mean, not enough sex.
3: Yeah, I just screwed it up for everybody. If we
1: don't, if we don't need a pair of hedge clippers to trim the bushes, then it's not not for him. I mean, honestly, look that up. Those two shows are probably the most
3: watched cable TV series uh, shows of all time.
1: So, what do you think? Most watched. Cable TV series. Uh, it might give me Raw as number one, but what? Uh, oh, that's uh, WWE Raw. Oh, oh, oh! It's well. Because it's been running for like thirty years.
3: Can't be cumulative.
1: Uh, I'm trying to find most watched TV series that thirty years anyway. Take cable and not like specific to one year. Greatest cable TV shows of all time. Let's see. Come this on, is from IMDb. Come on. Oz, The Sopranos, Mm -hmm. The Wire, Mm -hmm. Sex and the City, Mm -hmm. Empire, Mm -hmm. Desperate Housewives, Mm -hmm. The X-Files, Law and Order SVU. X-Files wasn't
3: on cable. It was on Fox
1: 26. This is from IMDb. Garbage. Uh, Law and Order SVU, Game of Thrones. It's on local TV. House of Cards, Sons of Anarchy, The Shield. Californication, NYPD Blue, True Blood, (laughs) Punked. What the hell is Punked? Ashton Kutcher, you don't remember
3: that from back in the day? You've never seen Punked? Prison Break. Um,
1: Isn't that a movie? No, it was uh, a. Was like Nick Cage or something or Sean Connery? No, that was um, Con Air. (laughs) MacGyver. Oh, not that Spartacus. MacGyver. That's a bogus-ass list. Dude, I'm already to the real
2: world,
3: and I haven't found Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul. Yeah, that's a bogus-ass list. It's from IMDb. IMDb is one of the worst websites ever. Ever. Ever.
1: (laughs) Total crap.
3: (laughs) You know what's total crap? I did not get to the one thing that I wanted to talk about this damn segment. (laughs) Good
1: thing you got two shows tomorrow.
3: Got two shows tomorrow. In the loop, 10 to 2. Join us. (laughs) 7 to 10 tomorrow. We'll be right back here to uh, end this awesome week. That has been uh, the NFL Combine Week. I'm sure we'll have a lot more to dig into tomorrow, man. For uh, J. Samuel, appreciate you, bro. PC, you're the man. I'm Shawnee B. Have a great night, everybody.
1: Wits in my office. It's town. You could eat a whole bag of God bless America.